0: You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio
1: Despirito. Hey, good morning! Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Emilio Desperito, and this is your show all about real estate, all about uh, the ins and outs of buying, selling, and uh, whatever you need to know about a home. But it's also about your second home and lifestyle, right? So we love bringing on folks from all over our network here at Engel and Volkers. We are a global company in 32 countries, and quite recently. Um, we've teamed up uh, over the past few years with Walter Johnson and Leanne Iacino uh, from Engel and Volker's Yachting. And now we are offering yachting services. Okay. So what does that mean? We are brokering yachts and we're also chartering yachts, which is pretty unbelievable. So I've got to know these folks over the years. Uh, They are fantastic. Uh, Walter has a wonderful background in sailing that I learned and, um, and, and and him and Leanne just make a wonderful team. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, Walter Johnson and Leanne Iacino to the show. What's up, guys?
2: Hey, great. Hey, thanks for having us on today. We're couldn't be more excited. I mean, we're so excited about the Engel & Volkers brand and its global coverage and what we are able to do on the yachting side.
3: Yeah, we love the lifestyle, so I think that's why it's such a good fit for Engel & Volkers, selling the coastal dream of, you know, having a waterfront property or a coastal lifestyle. And then you want the boat or yacht to go with that lifestyle. And it doesn't necessarily mean you always have to have a waterfront property. It just means you like the the lifestyle piece of being on the water.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things when we decided to bring Engel and Volkers here to Rhode Island, you know, we looked at, you know, what made this company so great and so different and the collaborative network And our resources are untouched. I mean, I've never, ever, ever seen or heard anything else like this. And when I found out that there was a yachting division, oh, my gosh. I mean, being here in Rhode Island, we have Newport, Rhode Island. You know, we've got East Greenwich. We've got Barrington. We have all these Jamestown, all these wonderful communities. So it's just a perfect fit for us here in Rhode Island. Um, You know, last time I spoke with you guys, you said something that was super interesting. I want to tell our, our listeners about a yacht can be considered as a second home, and there's tax benefits that. Can you talk about that?
2: Everybody looks at their yacht, and they're trying to figure out how to make it work. And when all you need for your second home is a, a bedroom and a bath. Once it has its separate bed, it's classified as your second home. So you can get boat financing and uh, lease the space that it parks in, and all those become expenses of your second home. Uh, What I always find really interesting, if you take it to the next step, when you're talking to the mega-yacht owners, um, the mega-yacht owners are really just an extension of the company, and it's a separate division of the company. It takes all the resources of a division of the company, but that division never makes money. So it's, uh, it's pretty enticing what the opportunities that yacht ownership have for people. And generally it's a boat that's 30 feet and longer, and it has to have a separate head.
1: And that's unbelievable. So now if, if there's somebody that's interesting and, uh, you know, interested in, in, purchasing a yacht, uh, and they want to work with Engel and Volkers, they can easily contact me right here and I'll refer them to you, or, uh, they can go ahead and go to evyachting.com and they can connect with you guys there as well. Right.
3: Correct. It's, it's info at ebyachting.com and we'd be happy to help them. And I think an extension of Walt, what he was talking about too, we do do a lot of maritime law. So a lot of these um, boats slash yachts are taken into LLCs, which are also another good tax write-off and an extension of their business.
1: Uh, awesome. Now you guys, I mean, you have, you're, you're globally connected. You've got, you've got four locations here in the U S right. And, and growing um you you know people all over the globe can you kind of talk about your background i mean env yachting didn't just happen it didn't just fall in our lap can you give us a little bit of background here
2: oh it's the background goes back to me being a young man and being a professional sailor and then helping the guys that i'm working with help them buy and sell their race boats and it's always been an affinity for me to give back to the sport that gave back. So gave me so much, which was sailing and that kind of grew. And I realized that, you know, what I'm really passionate about is having people spend their best days on the water through boating, And that meant being a boat broker and making it happen. I also have a real estate experience because a lot of the guys they sailed with and worked with, um, were real estate developers and in the real estate industry. And so as time went on, um, when Leanne and I finally met up, she was looking at me going, you know, there really needs to be a better compliment on the real estate side, because you're, you're helping bring in all of these beautiful people into the sport who have lots of money. And they're, by the way, they're relocating half their staff.
3: So who's handling that side of the equation? Yeah. So my background's actually in real estate. So I've been in real estate a long time. I'm going to say the years now, but I've been (laughs) in real estate a long time. And um, at the time I was on the corporate side of real estate and when Walt and I met, and then our partner, Paul Benson came to me on the real estate side, uh, looking to do some real estate things. And I said, you know, we're really happy what we're doing. So Walt and I formed a luxury real estate yacht brokerage in Newport beach, California. And that's how Paul Benson found us. And Paul Benson is an integral part of Ingle and Volkers. He's owns a lot of shops. He's a big yacht guy as well. And so that led to us getting, you know, um, together with him. And he talked about how they've been looking for someone for about five years to bring that knowledge, both on the real estate and yachting side. And so we created an exclusive referral network for Engel and Volkers to create the real estate to yacht, that's to real estate and, and that trusted partner. So when someone wants to get into this luxury coastal lifestyle, They have an automatic trusted partner under one umbrella. We're not an affiliate. We're not like, you know, an ancillary business to the, to England Volkers. We're actually a division and we're trusted with you, the real estate advisor um, to make the transaction smooth.
1: Yeah. That's, that's unbelievable. I mean, what other real estate company has that? I mean, we, we even have an aviation division as well too out in in Germany, which, wow, I can't wait till uh, till that comes here. But so uh, let me ask you something. You guys, uh, I mean, <clears throat> you have uh, listed and sold yachts from, you know, a million dollars to several million dollars. What is the, what's, what's like, what is like the cat's meow right now? Like what are people looking for? Like, what is like the typical sale look like for you guys? You know, right now,
2: most people are looking for that million dollar less 40 foot, uh, Day boat to go out and spend time fishing or spend time with the, the family. It's like the boat is half fish for the guys and then half comfort for the wives. And as long as the boat doesn't you know move so much that spills the Chardonnay, everybody seems to be really happy. And so we've been focusing on a lot of that. Uh, there's always, always the opportunity to do something in the super yacht or mega yacht market. Um, you know, those sorts of transactions, those are like selling a division of a corporation. But for us, we're really trying to focus on that yacht to real estate, real estate to yacht referral network where someone buys a home and then they're prompted to buy that trophy behind the home. And we want to be that trusted advisor within the network to come in and help make that happen.
3: Well, and I think, too, it depends on a lot of the slips in the United States are generally not always, but generally 40 to 80 feet. They're really not these hundred to 200 foot slips that happens in only certain segments of the United States um, to where that's very prevalent in, in Europe. But here it really is driven by how big is the slip behind the house or the marinas. And you know, what is that lifestyle? Like in Florida, you have a very shallow draft for water you know, in California, you can go as deep as you want because there is no such thing as shallow on the West Coast. Wow. So that really depends. And that drives also it's colder on the West Coast here. It's warmer. That also drives certain purchases of boats. And we're seeing a, a new surgence and in interest in uh, power cats um, and all sizes of power cats. Um, that seems to be real prevalent right now. Yeah.
1: What What's a power cat?
2: So it's basically a uh, would be a catamaran or a multi-hull vessel, um, and it ends up being a very stable platform. Um, and the other opportunity is the main salon ends up being you know a catamaran. Let's say that it's sixty feet long; it's going to be thirty feet wide, so you have a, like a nine hundred square foot salon. So it's much like a New York apartment. Um, And so when people look at that, they're just, they feel like they're at home. It's stable. It's comfortable. All the feature comforts are there. Even if it's a smaller uh, power cat that's, you know, 30 feet long, it's still 10, 11 feet wide. So it tends to be a very stable program. Um, Whereas a deep V vessel, you're sitting on a V and it tends to want to rock to one side of that V and not be so stable. So it's, it's been exciting to see that, genre grow um, and a lot of that comes out of like the performance sailing market so we're pretty excited about
3: that and part of it's driven by the pandemic you know people spent a lot more time on the water so therefore they wanted a little more space and that also changed some of the dynamics of what's being built right now right? yeah
1: sure did and you, you probably have a lot of more you know people that are new to it as well like mm-hmm. kind of amateurs jumping in like oh catamaran i think i could drive one of those i'd, I'd be fine so. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. Be just fine. And
2: it's it's exciting to see that there's there's been a, a huge resurgence in the last three years because of, the, of COVID and what's gone on. A lot of new people coming into the market. I think a lot of that is a demography bubble of, of a younger generation coming in who have uh, a lot of disposable income and are excited about being in the maritime space.
1: Yes. The Henry's right. High earners, not yet rich. They're going in they're, they're spending all their money on lifestyle stuff on boats and everything else. That's funny. I heard actually my friend, John LaPointe, he's one of the, the contributors on this show. He runs LaPointe insurance and they, I mean, they're, they're a big company here in the Rhode Island area. He said that uh, insurance claims on boats went through the roof in 2020, 2021. Yeah. And he said yeah. it's just because there's so many new people out there, you know, uh, sailing and boating. It's just funny. Well, what a world. And
3: I think, Emilio, that's something I think that's a great point because that's something I think we do really well. Um, Wall is great at the, the working with the team to make sure we just don't let someone go buy a boat and not have a good, be a good mariner. Yeah. You know, um, our team spends a lot of times with our, our, our buyers on, you know, boating right-of-ways. You'd be surprised at how many people don't even understand that. You know, how do you dock a boat? How, what happens if, you know, big waves come as simple as that sounds, they're really never taught that they're given the keys and then they go. So I think one of the things we do well is really just to keep teaching them the basics of being a good mariner. Yeah, we care
2: about our customers. We want customers for life.
1: Well, it's a, it's a full on concierge service. I mean, and that's the other beautiful thing about working with Engel and Volkers is look, like you guys, if 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 our if our listeners are watching on Zoom right now, okay, uh, if they're watching this, check this out. Look at their backgrounds. Look at my bed. We both have the <laughs> GG posters in the back. It's just that this company uh, is just so. It's just so consistent across yeah, the board, right? Definitely. So there's, look, there's a million questions that I could ask you guys. We're running out of time. Is there one question? Is there one thing that you wish I asked you or that you want to say before we uh, we jump to a commercial break?
2: You know, it tell you what, it's just people always want to know what's the difference between a, a boat, a yacht, and a ship. And I always tell people it's pretty simple. A boat fits on a yacht, a yacht fits on a ship.
3: There you go. And I think our last thing is, you know, people always say, well, what's what makes a boat luxury? And we said, "Whatever's luxury to you. You know, everybody has a different luxury. So it's live your luxury on your terms. And we sell anything that floats pretty much.
1: Yeah, that's unbelievable. And if you want to reach out to these folks again, check them out on their website, evyachting.com. Right that's the website evyachting.com. We also
3: have EVYachtSales.com if you'd like that's a shorter version that's easy to navigate.
1: Yeah, yeah that is a beautiful website as well too. evyachts.com you said? eveyyachtsales.com. Oh my God, eveyyachtsales.com. Okay, cool. Now that I mixed our our radio show listeners up now, but they know they can give me a shout 401-59-2338, text or call. That's my off-air number and I'll go ahead and connect you. Walter Johnson, CEO of Angle & Volker's Yachting and Leanne Iacino, COO of Angle & Volker's Yachting. Guys, it's been a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you for coming on the show. Can't wait to have you back on again. I can't wait to go sail one day with you guys. I know that's got to happen at some point. For
2: sure. Thank you so much. Invite's always there. Thank you
1: again. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later. Take care. Hey, we're going to be right back in two seconds here on the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. This segment was sponsored by ENV Yachting.
0: This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates from Movement Mortgage. NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 39179 nmlsconsumeraccess.org Now back to the Dispirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio.
1: Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Emilio Dispirito, and this is your show all about real estate. I'm excited. We've got on Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage today, and uh, we're going to recap the market, let you know what's happening here. But just so you know, Matt is licensed in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Florida, and Rhode Island. So the real, the RIMortgageGuy.com, again, the RIMortgageGuy.com, if you need any help getting pre-qualified or have any mortgage questions at all. Matt is going to go ahead and help you out there. He's fantastic, Matt. Welcome back.
4: Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be here. And uh, uh, that you just uh, you just made a point there in your last sentence, which was what I wanted to talk about this week was uh, questions in education are and what I re- what I consider my most important job, yeah. and it's teaching people how to use financing to purchase real estate. And regardless of interest rates, it's never it's never a bad thing to call and, and and just learn and ask and inquire and, you know, figure out the different loan products. And, um, you know, can I buy a multifamily? How much do I have to put down? Like, that's like one of my biggest, t- you know, takes up most of my time all day is just talking to everybody about their search situation, whether they're buying a, a house. Uh, they're selling a house to purchase a new home or they're a first time home buyer or they're a real estate investor that uh, sees a great opportunity and they want to, you know, see how if they can get in and make an offer on something, you know, from one conversation to the next, it can be two completely different topics. But the majority of the time, it's about the guidelines. It's about the loan products. It's about how to make your application really strong. When is it a good time to apply? Is the market good right now? So, uh, you know, I really encourage anybody that's interested in buying a house at some point to begin the conversation as, as soon as you take it to that, you know, level. Like, yeah, this is a goal of mine. Now, regardless of when you want to achieve that goal, maybe it's next year or uh, when the interest rates come down, or if it's right now, like, you know, it, it, how can I make the best of right now? You, nothing, you can't call me and, well, I'm not going to charge you money for a conversation. (laughs) There's Uh, no retainer. Yeah, there's no retainer. There's no uh, application fee or anything like that. You do have to to have a very complete conversation. And for me to do my best job, you'd have to be willing to pull a credit report. Um, But through pulling a credit report, There's a lot of information that I can get back to you on how to improve that. If it's today's not the right day to buy a house, we can still get some really quality conversational pieces and learning experiences from that process. So that way, when it is a good time for you to buy, you are in a A plus situation. Um, You know, people take you a lot more serious. When you go to make an offer, your offer gets a lot stronger than if, you just call me out of the blue and say, Hey, we're buying a house. We already found the house. They already accepted our offer, but we don't know what we're doing for a loan yet. It's like, uh, okay. You know, um, the time there, there's not a lot yeah, of the there for improvement. Yeah. Um, so in times like this where the market, you know, the, the rates are higher than what we're used to seeing. It's still not a bad time to call and learn and go over the different products and y- stuff.
1: You know, so I, I, I don't even want I don't even like talking about the rates, Matt, because here's why, right? It's all subjective. There's five reasons why people always need to buy and sell. There has never been a time where anybody has seen zero sales on any MLS across the country. Never, 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 never. There was a study that was done that actually showed if 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 the market crashed and went to its absolute worst outside of of course like the country shutting down, right? The absolute worst type of situation, there would still be between 3.1 and 4.1 million homes sold across the country. And, And right now we're at like five and a half million. Okay. So like even in the worst case scenario, there's a massive amount of home sales going on, right, Matt? So these are the people that we're looking to talk to. Anybody that is having a child that might need a larger home anybody who is getting married again might need a larger home anybody who has or is experiencing death in the family that might need to connect with somebody that handles estate sales okay we're also looking for people that might be going through a divorce as well unfortunately when people are going through a divorce they have to sell and then two of them sometimes buy and then we're looking for people um that might have a job change that might be, you know, relocating due to a job situation, or they may have to downsize because of income situation, or they, they may be in the process of, of potentially losing their home. We can help all of those people. Those are the five segments of the market that is always moving, always looking to buy or sell in one capacity or another, right? So Matt, I I, and that's the guys, this is why I love Matt, because Matt comes on here and, and acknowledges how people are feeling out there, right? People are a little overwhelmed, but shut the news off because the news doesn't give you the full on picture of what you need, right? You may be paying Matt. We might have some people on here that are paying say 4000 5000 a month for a mortgage they could downsize their home go into a house that fits them perfectly use some of the equity on their home pay it down get a mortgage on a fixed budget on a fixed income for the retirement years spend say twelve, fifteen hundred 1500 a month on a mortgage all in and that's fixed for their for their you know for the remainder you don't you don't marry you marry the mortgage and you date the rate you date yes. the rate right yes. So you, when that when and we don't know when it's going to happen, I think rates are going to continue to go up because we got to hold inflation back. So lock in a rate now. And then when five years from now, whenever it is, the rates go down, refinance.
4: Yeah, and that's exactly the point. And uh, it, there's nothing irresponsible or so, it, n- there's nothing embarrassing about uh, somebody, somebody calling to, um, you know, because. Overall, life is is getting really expensive right now. Not just with real estate, but with every facet of life. Yeah, and if life is you know really expensive, and you need to sell your you know you're getting maybe it's a little bit early or before that you would like, but if you're like, listen, this is the time to downsize, sell my house, got a great equity, can yep. put a portion of it down for a down payment on my new house, and get my housing budget down in an, in, a, in a more affordable place regardless of interest rate, because you can still make that, that mortgage payment smaller by buying them, maybe downsizing on a house or financing less money or or, or whatnot. Um, That's a responsible way to handle this whole situation is like, okay, well, if I, you know, some, some, some folks have had a a, a really massive house for a, a bunch of years and, their kids left, they went to college and they don't need uh, a 4,000 square foot house anymore. And maybe we, not, you know, knocking down into a 2,500 square foot house and that payment comes down a little bit, that frees up some extra cash to be able to handle the other expensive parts of life. And um, in, in just learning about it and inquiring and having that conversation, again, it doesn't lock you in anything. There's no retainer fee and there's no application fee. But it's a way to get really prepared for it and to have that conversation. So that way, when it comes time to pull the trigger, you are in, you've given your, your best shot at pulling off the the goal. Um, And the people that don't do that have the biggest complaints about the market and stuff. It's because, well, you didn't allow, you, you know, you didn't allow yourself enough time to get in really strong shape to be able to get the better deal or whatever. You're just doing it like that. And um unfortunately you know that still happens but and we want to help those people too still try to get the best of what what they can get but in my opinion the best way to go about it is if you have a goal whether it's short term or long term start having conversations now with who you want to do business with sometimes you know uh customers might call up other other mortgage companies and you know the loan officer doesn't get back to them um doesn't answer their questions, doesn't make them feel comfortable, doesn't doesn't really know what they're doing, you know, through that experience, you go, okay, well, I'm not going to use that real estate team. And you had to go through that experience and have those conversations before you made that determination. So maybe start up another conversation without even having to apply or give you out your personal information. Just start with the conversation because through that experience, you, you can, you can, pick up pretty quick who's going to do the best job for you and who's going to give you the information that you need
1: in order to get the job done well it's like it's like one of those things right you know you get you know sick or you find a a bump on your arm or like some weird stuff and you go on webmd.com and (laughs) you start seeing all sorts of stuff like oh my god i got parasites or i got this or i got that all right and then come to find out it's like none of the above it's like just I, I don't even know anything about medical so I, I can't even comment on this further but exactly why you don't do it yourself right you don't you don't go to webMD and check it out you go to the doctor you go somewhere to a right. professional that that makes their whole life about studying that one profession Matt's whole life is studying the mortgage market is studying what products are best for people at what points of life it's best for them. It's breaking down finances. It's understanding, hey, when you downsize your home, you're downsizing your liabilities. You are able to heat your home for much less expensive. You're able to power your home for less. The water bill is less, this or that, whatever else. Matt gives you a full-on dynamic look, okay, at what you're going to be spending, what you're going to be saving, what you're going to be doing. And that's, again, that's just for people downsizing. There are people that want to upsize, There are people that are sitting on substantial equity in their home, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they can get another home and upsize and pay the same mortgage payment that they're paying now or less. So, There's a million different ways to chop it. Matt, I think you said it best that everybody's situation is unique and literally you've got to start the conversation. Even if it's six months, three months, a year out, it doesn't matter. You start talking with someone like Matt at the rimortgageguy.com and he's going to go ahead and guide you and walk you through it. He's going to keep you updated.
4: Yeah. uh, And a big, big shout out to self-employed borrowers because, We're going into q4 of this of 2022 this is the time this is the last opportunity to really crank in your business to be able to file a strong tax return and get ready to file those taxes so we can utilize that income and this is the time to have the conversation with your with your uh, mortgage financing um loan officer because we we not only are going to let you know what you're potentially going to be qualified for and and what type of income we need in order to get you to that qualification mark. But we need to also consider the uh, IRS tax returns and the the IRS tax payment that you're going to have to make as a self-employed borrower in order to file that income. And that needs to be worked into a budget. And if you don't have the conversation now, file that strong tax return, get hit with that tax bill to the IRS, and now you've didn't prepare for your down payment and cash to close outside of that payment to the IRS, then you're going to um, be wishing you did have the conversation now because we could plan for all of that for the Q1 and Q2 of 2023. Yeah. And, but it starts now. Like you got to have that conversation now, build it into your fourth quarter plan, prepare for Q1 of next year to be able to file your taxes and pay the IRS. And then if you, if we do that the way that, you know, start pre- preparing early next t- next year, you're going to be in a really great position to be able to purchase a home. Self-employed borrowers can generally have more difficult time than, you know, I can see there's a lot of, in the, in previous experiences, self-employed borrowers need to be really prepared because they're running the show when it comes to their business and it correlates to what their person what they can do personally for a personal mortgage. Yeah. And they, you know, it's in, it's in my advice to start having that conversation ASAP. So that way you can plan for it.
1: Yeah, you you gotta be timely in that too, because obviously if you're if you're also um, making more money, you're paying more in taxes, but you're gonna get qualified for more of a home. Right. Matt makes a ton of sense. Appreciate it very much. The Again, check them out, the Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage. Thanks so much for being here with us. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show powered by Movement Mortgage. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here in two minutes. Be right back here in two minutes. Be right back.
0: Now back to the Desperado Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Emilio Desperado, and you're tuned in to the Desperado Team Real Estate Show here on News Radio nine twenty one oh four seven FM. I gotta tell you, one of the most important parts of buying and selling a home is home inspections, and that's why we felt it necessary to have Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections on the show to give you vital information. So Mike is the best in the business, in my opinion, and my clients rave about him. So we've invited Mike on the show today to give us some tips about the inspection process.
5: Hey, this is Mike from Patriot Property Inspections here. And I'm talking to all you real estate agents out there that are selling property. Now, what I hear sometimes is, oh, gosh, we're nervous about the home inspection or what's going to happen with the home inspection. Is uh, is everything going to go smoothly at the home inspection? And what I used to wonder is, why is everybody so worried about the home inspection? All we're doing is going there and describing a house to a buyer so they know what they're getting. And, you know, it's come over the years down to one thing, and that is, information, or more importantly, lack of information. So the reason that sellers and listing agents are worried about the home inspection is it's unknown. Well, of course you're nervous because it's unknown. You're Everybody's nervous about the unknown. Is the home inspector going to find a big, scary item for the buyer? Is there going to be an expensive item that's broken? Is one of the major systems of the house going to need repair? And more importantly, Is my deal going to fall apart or do I have a tough uphill negotiation because there are things that are coming up that are making buyers apprehensive about buying the house, more importantly, apprehensive about paying that price for the house. So we're going to have a a difficult negotiation. Is my seller really proud of their house? And they're not going to really accept the fact that somebody that they don't know told them things were broken in their house and maybe they're going to be offended because they've done all the work at their house and they do everything right yada, 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 yada. So home inspections are scary because lack of information and you just don't know what's going to happen. I have the solution. If it is scary for your seller to go through a home inspection because you don't know what the buyer is going to find, why not do the home inspection as a seller and you'll know what they're going to find because you're going to find it first. This is called a pre-list home inspection. We offer these. A lot of other home inspectors across the country offer them as well. What you do is, As a seller, especially if you're an agent representing a seller that has lived in the house for a long time or a seller that's inherited a property, these are people that are not likely to know the details of their house. So what happens is you go to sell the house, the buyer does an inspection, boom, surprises happen. Surprises are what make deals fall apart, not home inspectors, not deal killers, not alarmists or any other uh, descriptive term that somebody wants to put on a home inspector that's being thorough. Certainly, some guys are over the top, but for the most part, it's a surprise that kills the deal because the buyer makes an offer, there's a surprise that comes up, and they just don't know if the house is worth it or if there's a safety issue or whatever. So, especially if you're working with a seller that doesn't know all the details of the house, you should do a pre-list home inspection. This is where we come through the house and we do the same inspection that we would do as if you were going to buy the house, but we give that information to the seller Now you have all this information at your disposal. You know how old things are. You know what things are broken and what things aren't. You know what things are marginal and close to the end of their predictive lifespan and what things have a lot of life estimated left in them. And you can make an accurate disclosure. You'd be surprised how many times people selling a house don't make an accurate disclosure. They don't know how old things are. They don't know what things are broken because they don't crawl through the house with the same eye that, uh, that a home inspector will. So the disclosure turns out to be inaccurate. And it's not inaccurate because they're trying to hide stuff. It's not inaccurate because they don't want to tell the buyer about the blemishes of their house. It's inaccurate, frankly, because they just don't know. So you get a surprise. If we do the home inspection first, you can now have a super accurate disclosure, which means when you present your house, uh, out to the buyers out there and you're listed on the market, you can, you can actually give the whole home inspection to a prospective buyer. And now you've got a tippity-top accurate disclosure. Some sellers are worried that a home inspector is going to go through the house and find stuff wrong. Of course we are. That's our job. There are very few perfect houses, and most of them are new construction or high-rise condos that have uh, fewer opportunities for things to have failed. Pretty much any house that somebody's lived in is going to have deficiencies. It just is what it is. There are no perfect houses. My house is not perfect. And I would venture to say most home inspectors' houses are not perfect, just like most auto mechanics don't drive a perfectly uh, clean car that has no blemishes and nothing wrong with it. It's just one of those things. Do the home inspection first and then disclose everything. Even if you find stuff that is a big deal or an expensive item, let's just take the roof, for example. So you're selling a house. This house is built in 1992. Uh, For those of you that might listen to this in the future, it's 2022. So you would have a roof that's 30 years old. Now, it may not be leaking, but if you don't disclose the age of the roof and a buyer comes through with their home inspector, the home inspector looks at the roof and says, yeah, this roof is uh, 30 years old. So uh, architectural shingles that last about 30 years generally, this roof is at the end of its anticipated lifespan plan that you're going to need a new roof. Now, you might call around a couple of roofers as a buyer and look at the house and say, hey, this roof is going to cost me, let's say, $17,000. So you're going to go back to the seller and say, well, my home inspector says this roof is at the end of its life and uh, we want $17,000 off the price of the house because we're going to have to put it on a roof in the next couple of years probably. The seller is going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. The roof's not leaking. There's nothing wrong with that roof. Or they might say, we bought a 40-year shingle. At this point, That doesn't matter. You have a buyer that thinks he's going to have a roof that's going to need to be done in a couple of years, right or wrong. That's what you have. And now you as a listing agent have a difficult negotiation. Now, let's say that you did a pre-list inspection and the inspector came through and we looked at everything and they reminded you, this is the original roof on your house. It's 30 years old. And you put that in the disclosure. Now, you don't even have to list the house at a different price or anything but you're disclosing that this roof is 30 years old. When the buyer comes through and his home inspector says the same thing, this roof is 30 years old, it's at the end of its lifespan, blah, blah, blah. the, The buyer can't really go back to you and say, we need a new roof because you disclosed at the beginning that this roof was 30 years old. And now that's off the table. You didn't even have to change the price of the house because the roof was a little bit older. That's fine. But it's basically... Consider that you took all that information into account, including the 30-year-old roof, when you priced the house and you decided what your asking price was going to be. So now you effectively took that maybe $17,000 item off of the negotiating table for the buyer. It may not change that the buyer is going to pay the same price for the house or whatever. Now, could it alter the number of buyers who make an offer on the house? Possibly. In this market, probably not because the inventory is so low. It's not really going to affect it. But you're not, now you're not going to have to negotiate it. And for a few hundred dollars, that's more than what you would have to negotiate. Maybe you don't give them $17,000 for the roof, but maybe you meet them halfway. Or even if you meet them 25% of the way as a good faith item, you're still in the negative versus what you'd have had to pay us to inspect the house. Some, some sellers are apprehensive. Oh, what if they find stuff wrong? It's going to make my house look bad. No, it's not. It's going to make your house look as it actually is, and save you difficult negotiations at the end. So don't worry that the home inspector is going to find stuff wrong with your house. It's better that you find it out before you list your house than have the buyer's home inspector find out after you're in agreement and the house has been on the market and then off the market because it's pending, and then maybe has to go back on the market again. When, when buyers are looking at houses and you see that kind of action, it makes the next group of buyers more apprehensive because they see the Oh, the house was listed, then it wasn't listed, then it is listed again. What's wrong with it? You don't want any of that out there. You want to just get through the transaction as smooth as possible. So really consider doing a pre-list home inspection for your sellers to smooth out the deal. And frankly, probably to get top dollar for your house, even if the house is not in premium condition. If you have questions about pre-list home inspections, give us a ring or check us out online, HomeInspectorRI.com, or reach out to me on my cell phone, 401 578 four eight seven eight. Again, this is Mike with Patriot Property Inspections. Have a great day.
0: Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio.
1: All right, on the phone with us, we've got Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com talking about the top five events happening here in Rhode Island.
6: Um, Hi, this is Jennifer with riblogger.com bringing you the top five events for mid to end of October. Um, We've got some exciting Halloween things coming up and just some great family-friendly events and um, a few great causes to support in Rhode Island. Friday, October 28th is the Mulligans Island Food Truck Festival from 4.30 to 830 um, there will be music by Molly McGuire's, 20-plus food trucks, a trunk or treat for the kiddos, a beer garden for the adults, and much more family fun. Saturday, October 29th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., the Spooky Zoo returns to Roger Williams Park Zoo. Um, Spooky Zoo offers daytime, outdoor, autumn fun for the whole family. You can trick or treat while supplies last, so it's recommended to get there earlier. Um, there will be fall family fun, animal enrichments, um, and a rain date of October 30th. Sunday, October 30th, is the Rhode Island Walk for Epilepsy at 10 a.m. at Slater Memorial Park. Um, Epilepsy Warriors celebrate Halloween and the community at a family walk. You can support the Epilepsy Foundation of New England. Be sure to stay from Maddie's pumpkin patch, um, fall craft activities, and a costume contest with a post-entertainment lunch. Um, and you can learn more about that at epilepsynewengland.org. October 31st and November 1st, this sounds great, Um, from 6 to 8.30, you can join Providence River Boat Company for a haunted, boozy boat ride. Allow your captains, along with special guest guides, um, they'll introduce you to the longest living residents um, as you cruise the waterways, surrounded by moonlit bridges, cobblestone walkways, and century-old architecture. You'll get to hear a story from the city's dearly deceased but not-so-departed residents. And last but not least, October 29th, you can head to the Ocean Mist for the Adult Superhero Party at 8.30. Um, The costume contest has a $1,000 cash prize, so it's worth putting some effort into your costume. And there will also be prizes for Best Couple, Best Group, and um, Best Hero, Best Villain. So come and don your Best Hero or Villain costume, and DJ Nook will be spinning beats all night and uh, along with, um, again, the costume contest. And you can get your tickets at OceanMist.net. So again, it's recommended to get your tickets in advance for that as well. And those are our top five events. And remember to check out riblogger.com just to see what else is coming up. There's so much going on October, and November, and pretty soon we head right into the holiday season.
1: I'd like to thank all of our guests for coming on today. We had a fantastic show. If you'd like to reach any of them, uh, feel free to text or call me on my personal number. Or if you have questions for me about real estate, 401 401- three five nine two three three eight again, four Oh one three five nine two three three eight. Again, I'd like to thank Walter Johnson as well as uh, his wife, Leanne Iacino, uh for coming on from ENV yachting. They were fantastic. We learned a lot about Engel and Volker's yachting. Uh, definitely check that segment out on SoundCloud or play it back on iheartradio.com. Uh, WHJJ. You can check it out there. Matt Bates with movement mortgage Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com and Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections. We'll be back here next week. We'll see you then. Thank you so much. God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.